0: Ugh, right, I'm done. <laughs> Great. I feel like that guy that brings a guitar to a house party. That's got
1: you, you yeah, are. Yeah, that's, that's pretty much how you've done it. Mm-hmm. But the only acceptable time would be if you bring a guitar to your own wedding. Oh, God. You didn't sound particularly uh, happy about that, Sam. That's that's like the
2: guy who brings the guitar to his house party to the nth degree <laughs> <laughs> you
0: will listen
1: <laughs> um we once went to a wedding um, for like one of my dad's like old school friends or something and uh, the bride went full bridezilla and um, basically like kicked the DJ out because he wasn't playing like shitty 90s indie and trans bands it was playing wedding music at a wedding, but they'd not told him that they wanted him to play shitty nineties Indian Wave music. They want they just said play wedding music. So what they ended up doing instead is kicking him out. He took all of the uh, all of the wedding shit, like all of the DJ equipment and sound booth and whatnot. And a guy with a guitar played Oasis for forty minutes. And I have never, ever wanted to punch an entire wedding more than that.
0: I mean, I can now safely declare mine and Emma's wedding a, an oasis-free zone.
1: That's fine. Good. Um, um, how the dickens are we both? Superb.
0: Yeah, I... I'm, I'm great. Lovely. The oh, lovely.
2: the action on show this previous weekend was to such, it was played to such a high caliber, it necessitated me learning about defensive formations in order to find out what a nose tackle is. Because <laughs> I, I, you know, it's a tackle. What the fuck, like.
0: So now, now you know more about defense than Cliff Kingsbury. Then is that what you're saying? <laughs>
2: I too could ruin Patrick Mahomes.
0: <laughs> so I mean, if you if you like take exactly what Sam said and add like a hearty dollop of Schadenfreude as well, and that's how I currently feel. <laughs> Beautiful.
2: Uh, well, I you know, I saw the. I think I think it was the Bengal's nose tackle. Um I can't remember his name. DJ um, Reader. Yeah, that's the guy. And he was doing some stellar work out there. And He's very, very good. Yeah. So I had to, you know, in my what,
1: ninety first episode
2: of a podcast about a
1: professional sport. Ninety second, but well I who's keeping who's keeping
2: cab. Mm, I did have to learn what he does and why he does it.
0: <laughs> and what did you what did you find present to the class? yeah, show and tell, wow, well, I don't like that idea <laughs> <laughs> was it the People, sort of thing where you
1: read it, but it never actually officially went in so you wouldn't be able to describe what you've learned you just you just know I'll, the words now. I'll say this: I
2: understand what three, four and four, three. Like defensive schemes are now.
1: Brilliant,
0: amazing stuff. Sam, would so, you be
1: able to accurately predict? Well, accurately point out which team is playing three four and which team is playing four three. Um, what from a from, game? From a game. Um, I mean, if you, if I like was looking at it, I think so. Yeah. All right. We'll put it to the test at some point during the off-season. We'll, we'll offer oh, Sam... I'll, God. I'll, 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 we'll pick out like one game, and Sam just has to work out whether or not each team is playing 3-4 or 4-3, and we'll put it to the test.
0: Let's play Name That Defensive Front. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Do you have a preference, Sam? This, I mean, this is purely... This is purely nonsensical, but do you have Because pr- I am, like, staunchly 4-3, but Tom is staunchly 3-4.
2: Um, my... In the past 45 minutes, understanding what they both are doesn't really mean that I lean one way or another. <laughs> so, uh, further research is needed on that front.
0: Okay.
1: Okay. Um, I do like the big guys though, so maybe 4 3. Ed has just like celebrated that as though it's a win for absolutely anything at all.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Some just went,
1: I like the meatheads, and Ed just went, yeah, it's just really
0: silently. Yeah, come on! <laughs> I take victories where I can find them on this podcast, let's be <laughs> frank. Yeah.
1: Oh, God. Let's just get into it, shall we? Yeah. It's like if you were trying hello, to. Get hello, like hello, hello. To... Fucking Christ. <laughs> hello, 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 and welcome to. Well, it's fine. We'll. we'll, we'll... Sam's
0: editing, so it's fine. We'll just. We'll, we'll do it again. <laughs> well, so this stays in, does it? If Sam's
1: editing. <laughs> Sam edits them well. Yeah, it's me well, that doesn't cut well, anything out. It takes three bastard weeks. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you can damn it. Hey, to be fair, if anyone wants to point out like who takes the least amount of time, I, I recorded, edited and posted an episode in about the three hour time period, so you can all fuck off. Nobody's coming for me on this show, let's go.
0: Hello, 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 and welcome to Stiff Upper Lip Podcast, the NFL podcast by Brit. We are in partnership with Gridiron Extra, and we are returning for our third season, so yeah, on we begin with me, Ed. Me, Emma. I'm Sam. I'm Max Saito. And I'm Tom.
1: The NFL Divisional Round is over, and we got four unbelievable games coming your way. Wow. Ed, Sam, what a weekend it was.
0: It was a slobber knocker. (laughs)
1: Slobber (laughs) knocker.
0: Start to finish. Spittle flying out of both cheeks.
1: Yeah, like it just it all culminated we got such a bad weekend in terms of only one game was really worth anything last week and then it just felt like everything that we've been building up to all season we all predicted that like this divisional round could be special when when these eight teams matched up and <laughs> wow crackers crackers galore um we are going to start in nashville tennessee where the Cincinnati Bengals, they won their first playoff game in 31 years last week. They ain't done yet. 19 to 16 winners over the number one seed Tennessee Titans. It's just the fourth time since 2013 that the one seed has been one and done in the playoffs. And, oh, Joe Burrow is rolling on with this Bengals offense. How far can they go?
0: Sky's the limit. I mean they've only got two more games. So <laughs> I think they can go all the way. I, I genuinely think that this team can go all the way. I know I I know that the Chiefs have once again captured lightning in a bottle, but I think that the I think the Bengals are such a solid, dependable unit with above average players to like elite players literally across the board, except for perhaps the O line. Um, like the one thing you'd say about this game is that Tennessee got an awful lot of pressure on them. Like, is it was it nine sacks? Nine sacks, yeah, on Joe Burrow, which is less than ideal on the Bengals' side in terms of protection. But to win in spite of like nine potential drive-killing sacks is quite remarkable.
1: Mm-hmm. One thing that I. Uh, always prefer if we're going to get sort of a defensive showdown is for both teams to be flying around, not giving anyone a moment's notice. And, and both teams were getting after the quarterback, getting after the running back, getting after every wide receiver that came anywhere near it. it. was It was all balls to the wall defense. It wasn't like we sort of had incompetent offense to sort of match up with that, like maybe could have happened if you see nine sacks or whatever. It was just... Guns blazing, pressure blitzing, just phenomenal, phenomenal defensive football, and at the same time, the Bengals overcame all of that. Um, special, really? Yeah,
0: yeah. I mean, Max, Max sort of alluded to it on the on the Friday episode of just like how remarkable Bur- Joe Burrow's ability to stand in the pocket and take the hits while he delivers the throws. Like we saw that on so many occasions with Simmons, Landry, Autry, whoever else swarming all over him and he's getting passes away under like serious duress. Mm-hmm. It was, yeah, if, if you want a game, I mean this, obviously there were, there were higher scoring games later, but if you want a pure statement game from a, from a team, it was this game from Cincinnati because, yeah, except for the O-line, which was pretty disastrous. To a man, I thought they were incredible. Yeah, they, uh,
1: their defence definitely came to play as well. Picking off Ryan Tannehill on the first and last throw of the game, which I believe is the first time that that's ever happened in a playoff game. So, crazy times. Jesse, uh, Jesse Bates with the opening pick and Mike Hilton with the game sealer. Um, just, just bloody phenomenal. Just everything, everything clicked for, for both teams defensively. We got one of the best catches as well of the of the whole weekend. Uh, Ryan Tannehill laid out an unbelievable throw of about twenty seven yards into the bucket, directly into the hands of AJ Brown, who hauled it in mid spin for a touchdown. And that was the sort of moment where you maybe thought oh, Tennessee going to actually like pull this one out. And then Evan McPherson. Who we've all been hyping up all year as being unbelievably clutch. A rookie kicker drafted in the fifth round, and he might be the third best kicker in the entire NFL. Unbelievable. Just what a game.
0: Just what, yeah, just what a game. Like, people can look at Tannehill's stat line and say, oh, he was inaccurate. And yeah, I think that the picks, I mean, it's clear that the picks cost cost him the game. But I think that, um, like he was, he was forced into making those throws. He was like baited into the throws. Like the, 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 the zone split on the first play of the game, where Bates is able to rob that sort of um, that scene, is just like the the play design on that was beautiful from a defensive standpoint. And it's like if you're if your defense is going to play that well in a playoff game, then you only need to. Punch it in on a handful of drives, and you will win the game.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh, Bengals receiving core was absolutely phenomenal as well. Um, I know that we we've mentioned the AJ Brown catch, but Jamar Chase with five catches for 109 yards, and he's just a difference maker. Um, and he pretty much has been all season. It's it's probably the most open and short op- offensive rookie of the year I've, I think I've ever seen. To be honest, um, just unbelievably talented guy and we were all we were all clowning on him i think the entire nfl world has clowned on jamar chase in like the first 3 weeks of preseason and then he comes out and absolutely obliterates it so what a what a stellar performance for a rookie
0: absolutely absolutely and didn't they need it like didn't they need that final sort of piece to set them up and help them to glory. But we said it last week, the Bengals have drafted so well recently that mm-hmm. they are absolutely reaping the rewards of their draft picks at the moment.
1: Yeah, they're in a great position as well because their O-line did not play well and it is still an issue. But the good thing is is that they've got all of the pieces that they need now to go on and put it all together. They just need the O-line, which they have a free agency they've got plenty of cap space they've got draft picks that they could easily just sink into the o line um, they've done it the right way and I you know I've got to congratulate them when you can build a roster from being like well just unbelievably bad to being this good in the space of two years that is that's top draw
0: The Bengals are now... Well, I mean, I suppose they kind of quietly have been for a while, but the Bengals are absolutely my Super Bowl pick at this point.
1: Since he move on into the AFC Championship game for the first time since 1988...
2: Oh, actually, before we move on... Go on. I mentioned it before we started recording about how DJ Reader... We were recording. Oh, okay. Um, About (laughs) DJ Reader made me learn what a nose tackle was. But, like, especially to say that, like, Derek Henry was coming back, like, after the bye, like, he did so well, and the the Titans O line is, like, a good, good unit. Just making, uh, making, like, Roger Saffold, who's, you know, as far as I know, pretty great guy. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, he is. Making him look like a chump.
0: He yeah, he was regularly sort of like still getting a hand on the play while being double teamed, right? I mean that's like very, very impressive stuff.
2: It took him it took him a while to even, like not properly double team him.
1: You no, know, I think the only problem is is if you try and double team DJ Reader, then you you're potentially leaving Trey Hendrickson and Sam Hubbard like one on one. Yeah. And that's that's not a it's not a scenario that you really want. That's sort of why like Guys that just have edge presence and no D, like D line, interior D linemen anyway, um, still struggle to really make it count. Like, I mean, I'm gonna sort of briefly mention like the Chargers, but like Jerry Bosa had like a bit of a down year, but that was because who was their interior guy, Linval Joseph, who's like 39 and probably about as maneuverable as a fucking steamboat now. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, he's It'd not the make, quickest night war.
1: Yeah, it makes it makes like the world a difference. So, I like DJ reader probably being double teamed late is as a result of them having great pieces. But they put it all together well. Um, I did get it slightly wrong. I said that Mike Hilton's pick was the uh, game sealer, but it was Logan Wilson who, you know, got to give credit to Logan Wilson because he's been absolutely phenomenal as well, literally all season. The Bengals are defensively. Have like lived and died by the Logan Wilson. Really, he's been whenever he's missed any time, the Bengals' defense has been shit. Even with all of these
0: pieces, so not shit, but comfortably, comfortably worse. Below I mean, par. He wasn't. He wasn't in the game when they played the Bears. So, well, yeah, but exactly. <laughs> <I don't...
1: laughs> yeah, that proves your point, not
0: mine.
1: <laughs> <laughs> all right let's uh let's move on because we still got three more games of, of of non-stop action and we ended another game with a late field goal from another clutch man, but this time on the other end of the age spectrum because Robbie Gould showed up to play in our uh, in Lambeau field terrible weather conditions a stodgy abysmal looking game but it all comes to play when the 49 special teams unit shows up on the final five minutes or so and Aaron Rodgers potentially departs Lambeau Field for the final time as a Green Bay Packer. Um, Listeners
0: might have noticed that Max isn't here today. Um, we, We're told the two aren't related.
1: Yeah, but there is no co- there is a bit of a coincidental thing that whenever the Packers lose, Max suddenly has a very stressful mm. shift and uh, wants to die. So we'll uh, we'll allow him we'll allow him the respite, but Max, we're on to you. Here. You can't just get out of duties just because your team sucks. <laughs> um, as I mentioned in the Titans game, this was the fifth time since 2013 that a team who was the one seed coming in was knocked out we got both one seeds out in one weekend in one fell swoop and then and then we lost the two seed in the next game but the nfc all of a sudden lost all of its like gusto every team that's at the top of the division of uh, the top of the conference is unbelievable and they're not going to be stopped and all of a sudden we're down to like the three seed. The Rams. Crazy. Crazy times. Packers are out.
0: Yeah, Packers. <laughs>
1: Packers three are three. out.
0: <laughs> remarkable, remarkable scenes in, in the uh, Wilkins Ebron household. <laughs> um you know the end of uh the end of a Phantom Menace where it just like cuts to like sort of strange CGI'd parties on different planets. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) That's like... (laughs) Um, That's the tier in which we're talking about. Uh, Yeah, I mean, the first thing to point out is that, do do you guys see that Robbie Gold has never missed a field goal in the playoffs? Uh,
1: I did see that, courtesy of Darktown.
0: Yeah, solid gold in his veins.
1: This game did genuinely like I've been I've been sort of harping on about it all playoffs but like kickers are important I mean it proved it because the last the the divisional round was won by teams hitting clutch field goals Mason Crosby fucked it in this one as he has <laughs> done all season because the Packers special teams unit especially their blocking court is atrocious. They've allowed pressure on basically every field goal and punt that they've had, and it's it 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 caught up to them. You can't have special teams mistakes in the playoffs. They are it is an incru- it is an incredibly crucial part of the game, special teams. There were like, there were like
2: three or four like big special teams. Guys. In one game. Yeah. Crazy. Like blocked punt and a blocked field goal.
0: But the Packers have been like this all year, though. I mean, that special teams unit is the worst in the league, like, handsomely. Yeah. Uh,
1: Which is weird because we've heard consistent banging on about Corey Bajorquez's brilliance, but, like, now, even still, he can't fix the Packers' special teams' woes because it's all on the blocking side.
0: Bojo's above it. Come on. (laughs) bojo is above (laughs) reproach um the other thing to say about this game as well is that we didn't get a handsome performance out of jimmy garoppolo but the niners the niners win it when it matters right this it's been a feature of this niners side that if they are reasonably healthy then they're probably just going to grind you down Mm -hmm. physically until they all get injured
1: Yeah, they are, they seem to be the one instance of like a team that is so well constructed roster wise and coaching wise that like even being a quarterback away from a Super Bowl still doesn't affect them. Like there are plenty of teams around the league where if you took out a quarter, if you improved at the quarterback position, they would be infinitely better. But the Niners, if you improved at the quarterback position, like they, they, They'd still be winning these sorts of games. Like, it doesn't matter who they have in there. They could have Andy Dalton throwing the fucking play action special Stefanski <laughs> offense. It doesn't matter. They will just continue to grind teams down because they are probably the best coached team left in, I think. Mm. Shanahan is is phenomenally good in clutch position. They,
2: they managed to stump.
1: Like, they
2: don't get any offensive, like, touchdowns in this game, and they beat the Packers. Like, if, I know the Packers kind of collapsed in a spectacular fashion, but I feel like that's about as big a test as you could get Mm -hmm. through the playoffs.
0: Yeah, maybe, I I think you're absolutely right quick quick referendum now before, I, I guess, not necessarily before we move on. Both just say the team that you think Jimmy Garoppolo will be on next year. San Francisco? Yeah.
1: I know that they've got Trey Lance, but I, I still think that they're going to have him sit again another year. Yeah, they're not going to go all in on Lance next year.
0: I, He's I still too a... raw. I, so I, I cannot... I I've got to the point now where I I can firmly see the Jimmy Garoppolo Steelers.
1: Yeah, but you're the only person that's ever seen this. <laughs> I know. You, I'm not suggesting the this only the person G- that I've ever seen make this take is you, and you've you've convinced yourself so heavily. <laughs> that what... I mean, why would the Steelers go for Jimmy Garoppolo when they already have an inaccurate uh, pocket? Presence unaware wanker <laughs> that can't run in Mason Rudolph. What's the point?
0: Well, what's the point precisely? I can
2: see uh, wrong takes with almost a kind of third eye clarity. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I tell you, I tell you, when the twenty twenty two Mike Sorry. Zimmer, Mike Zimmer, Las, Va- Las Vegas Raiders stroll into town, you know you to be laughing on the other side of your face.
2: Like someone that fashions themselves as a some kind of mystical shaman, but it's actually just a man that licked a frog and is rolling around in the mud.
0: <laughs> yeah, I think that we will probably end up doing Kermit. We will probably end up
1: doing like a full like off, uh, off season sort of what comes next for a bunch of teams, including all of our host teams. But yeah, there's 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 player um. football afoot. Let's let's not bug ourselves down with off-season takes. It's still happening, fellas. A whole episode devoted to the Giants? Probably not a whole episode. You might get five minutes at the end of an episode.
2: But there's a, I mean, a ray of sunshine as gone on this, this dark, dark corner of the world.
0: There's GM on a foot. <laughs> I mean... <laughs> I mean, okay. yeah, maybe we, maybe we could take five minutes at the end of this episode to discuss... Some relative competency returning to MetLife. <laughs> uh, let's, let's, let's
1: talk about exciting things. Okay. Yeah, let's let's save that. Um, yeah, I don't let's really keep... have anything else to to really touch upon in this one, other than that Jimmy Garoppolo did cost me a goddamn bet. Uh, <laughs> everything I, I had like a, a five pound bet for like a hundred and thirty pound or hundred and seventy pound returns. And it was for Debo to have 40-plus receiving and rushing yards, which came true. Uh, George Kittle to have a touchdown, which if Jimmy G had just thrown the ball to George Kittle in the fucking end zone when he was wide open instead of waiting for him to get double covered and throwing it like a moron, then that would have come true. And for the Niners to win. I'm down 165 bloody quid because of fucking Jimmy Garoppolo. I don't want that, <laughs> I don't want that handsome devil anywhere near my life ever again.
2: What about... What if it was in some non... football-related... kind of opening? Let's move on. (laughs) What if he was like... I don't
0: know. Ambassador at Shake Shack.
2: I love that. Someone that classically attractive... Like insisting on putting their all into something that they're bad at and not just coasting off of their their looks in a way angers me <laughs> <laughs>
0: oh God hi I'm Jimmy Garoppolo, and this is an advert for the gap
1: oh, oh that's that gap the pit p- yeah <laughs> you've <laughs> nailed it that's it he
0: is he is the gap. <laughs> Oh, you better refuse the bridge because he's a bridge quarterback. Woof.
1: But he's been a bridge quarterback for five years. How how long is a bridge quarterback meant to be a bridge quarterback? He's the fucking Golden Gate Bridge at this point. He's there forever.
0: And the Golden Gate Bridge is in San Francisco.
1: (gasps) (gasps) Alright, let's move on. I'm sick of this. We need a we need a good comeback to talk about. And oh boy, how did we get one? Uh, the LA Rams winning 30 to 27 against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. But it was so very what? nearly thrown away. Reports are that this is Tom Brady's final game. Uh, because he's apparently considering retirement, which is something that maybe about a week ago we didn't even see coming. And all of a sudden out of nowhere we've been dropped a bombshell that Tom Brady might be about to be done at the age of 49. 50, 72. Doesn't matter. I, could, I pictured him going until 50, if I'm being honest. I still I mean, think... I think he'll still come back. I don't think it'll be with the Buccaneers, but I think he'll come back.
2: as Arians said he's coming back?
1: <sighs> well, I mean, at this rate, I know that Bruce Arians turned around the Buccaneers by hiring a bunch of mercenaries, but at the same time, like, Personality wise, is Bruce Arians? What are your thoughts on this game in particular? The Rams winning out against the
0: Bucks. Um, it kind of reminded me of like I had that moment where I was like, "Oh, it's Brady! Like, Brady balls happening," and then it didn't. Mm. And I was just so happy to see someone
1: else winning. You know why it didn't? It's because the only guy that I would consider even remotely as clutch as Tom Brady in a late game scenario is Matt Stafford. Uh, and there he is. The, the only guy. Well, one of the only three guys. but mm-hmm. The only guy still playing. The other one was Ben Roethlisberger. No, the other one was Peyton Manning, but also Ben oh. Roethlisberger. <laughs> <laughs>
2: You you watched the other you watched the last game of this weekend and you're gonna profit. You're gonna profit. <laughs> Matt Stafford as a, like <laughs> clutch <comparing> quarterback. <laughs> Historically,
1: <laughs> look, all
0: the I'm man saying, makes a very very
1: good point. It's a good point. All right, we'll we'll just we'll shut up. I just don't know what you see in the man. I like Matt Stafford, all right? And what I see in Matt Stafford is exactly what happened at the end of this game because when the chips were down because Tom Brady was doing his usual shtick and coming back from an unbelievable deficit where we were all clowning... Well, we were definitely clowning on him for a little bit saying, oh, but Tom Brady's not scored a touchdown yet. And then all of a sudden keeps churning, puts an absolute dime in the hands of Mike Evans and we're all thinking, oh my god, we're not going to get another Falcons scenario. How great would this be? And then Matt
0: Stafford. Yeah, if you, if you, if you slow the frames right down on the All-22 of that final throw to Cooper Cup, you can actually see Matt Stafford sort of turn his head to face Detroit like Shudder then turn back <laughs> to face the play and then as he throws it, you can see his mouth go like, I'm free because <laughs> <laughs> it <laughs> leaves his Oh God. yeah, I mean... that's just that's just what happens. Don't look it up. I I just
2: I, I don't understand the Matt Stafford worship from a large contingent of this podcast. Sometimes,
0: I mean, I to be fair, I've watched I've watched plenty of Vikings Lions games, and have enjoyed watching Matt Stafford's exploits immensely, even if the Surrounding cast of him wouldn't would've made Wake Forest blush. (laughs) (laughs) I yeah, I mean, unfortunately though he has Cooper Cup on his team this year, and my God, he he has this he has this way of making all the players around him forget what football is. Mm -hmm. Like have you (laughs) you know you know this the phenomenon of Cooper Cup just like just with the ball in his hands he's almost unplayable, right? Yeah. Because he he has the body control of like a, a wide receiver, but like all of that all of that sneaky athleticism you might associate with a, with a shifty white man. So it's it's very <laughs> <laughs>
1: he's, he's the final yeah. form of Braxton Barrios. We knew that it was coming. The sneaky athletic <laughs> white man finally comes through the day. Oh, I I feel the one thing that I will say is that. Like, this playoff weekend was the weekend where it seemed like all of our takes that have come so horribly wrong all year came true. And the Buccaneers just could not overcome the injuries. In the same way that, like, the Ravens and the Raiders both, like, crossed the Rubicon in terms of how many injuries they had. Like, the Buccaneers squad did. um, Especially when they weren't playing a, a, a pretty atrocious Eagles team, to be honest. Um and the Rams made them pay, and then all of a sudden, Tom Brady—like you can still never count him out, even if it may be his final game. It, like you can't—you just can't count it out. We were all
0: into Mega Brady. Yeah, started.
1: <laughs> just what a game! Just again, what an unbelievable game! Like. Even if, again, this one felt, like, maybe a little bit flat for, like, a couple quarters because the Rams were so out of sight, all of a sudden, Cam Akers just starts having unbelievably, like, uncharacteristic fumbles. Like, every every possible bounce that could have gone Tom Brady's way did. And it was, like, surely the whole... It can't happen again. Surely do you
2: think, not. Do you think they're going to carry on... Well, you think they're going to lean on Cam Akers still, like,
1: Next week, I—I I mean, I reckon so, yeah. Because like McVeigh isn't the sort of guy that will like turn on a running back if he has a bad game. But like,
0: that was uh, a bad game. It was a bad game. <laughs> I mean, was, on the ground it, it wasn't. He was just he just could not stop dropping the ball on the turf. Well, it was—it was—it was quite a bad game on the ground. <laughs> it wasn't a great game on the ground either. I mean, it wasn't like a—it wasn't your traditional <laughs> take-one game, but it was close. Didn't
1: they have like twenty-four for forty-eight. Yeah, that's exactly what he is. Um, Sony Michel just only had one carry, despite like basically carrying the Rams to the playoffs, like down the stretch. I'd, I don't I'd know. Maybe get Sony Michel a little bit more, get him a little bit more love. I know that he's, I know that he's not
0: great. I think that if if big fifties over the nose tackle, I think forty eight of twenty four is great. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah, I, there was a weird thing about Camerica. I'll just I'll just discuss it. Every time we mentioned him on the group chat, the next play he fumbled.
1: Yeah. It was it was it was really weird. Like it was almost as though we were sort of filling his head with with his own propaganda, but there was no reason behind it because obviously that's not how the world works.
2: <laughs> Evidently, he had you know a little Apple Watch just. You know, just a second before
0: every oh. What a soap boy is the Ooh, they've said he looks unusually slight for. Wow.
1: <laughs> God, we got in his head. <laughs> oh, um, the Buccaneers' line in this one was was pretty atrocious, right, right up until that sort of monstrous comeback but just an unbelievable amount of pressure generated and i know that obviously like Aaron Donald and Von Miller and like Leonard Floyd when he decides to actually play football are capable of putting pressure on any o-line but like Brady basically just had no time in the pocket which i guess contributed entirely to that like big deficit
0: speaking well, of nose tackles i thought that Greg Gaines was incredible in this game it was completely unsung hero
1: and i guess it's like it is the sort of ultimately uh, sad scenario for Greg Gaines because he's he's next to Aaron Donald and Von Miller is also on that line and Leonard Floyd is also on that line. So it's like he will go unsung, but man, they needed him big in this one. I mean, outside of the sort of the touchdown run for Leonard Fournette, like or the touchdown runs, the Bucks run game just didn't get going either. It was just like they couldn't move the ball on the ground, they couldn't move the ball in the air, and ultimately they've paid the price for all just not having a great receiving core anymore. Mm-hmm. Everyone got hurt. Which is a shame. But we don't have to see the Buccaneers in the Super Bowl anymore, and so we will at least get a, a fresh NFC team, which is why we've got two of the other teams that have made the Super Bowl over the last three years in the NFC Championship. Good job, everyone. You didn't fucking get rid of them quickly enough, did you?
0: <laughs> I mean, the other thing to say is that Les needs I mean, he gets a lot of criticism on this podcast for, like, leveraging the farm on Von Miller. But... I It worked? I, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, what's a draft pick in LA? But like, it doesn't really matter as long as you're winning games, I guess.
1: Yeah, like. Yeah. Uh,
0: well, this
2: is this is kind of you know, all in for them.
0: I, I mean, just... we, you say that, but it was all in in the golf years. That's yeah. what people were saying in the go- in the golf years. They were going, "Oh, the Rams are all oh, in yeah, on this star yeah. talent they've got, and they just keep doing it."
2: I mean, I guess you know they'll find themselves in worse cap hell in some time, but
1: perhaps. Maybe they will, but I mean they had to, they obviously had to eat a considerable amount of Goff's contract to get him to Detroit as part of the Stafford deal, because there was no way in hell that Detroit were accepting that without some of that. So if they do end up in cap hell it will most likely be via that way. Because I don't think that Mm. they're really going to end up in that much trouble with like ramsey or miller or donald like they're all paid well but well miller's uh, is miller he's immediately a free agent at the end of the year yeah yeah but this is it like the rams will be happy to just have him as a rental guy there's uh, there's talks of him going back to denver one miller (laughs) that'd be hilarious (laughs) yeah he goes wins a ring and then like comes back and and shows back up in denver who got immediately eliminated from the playoffs like, before they even started, like, man, check out my bleeding bitches.
0: <laughs> that's a great Von Miller impression, I have to say. I don't know what he sounds like. Like, like he was in the room with us. I don't know what he sounds like. Not anyway. like that. Okay,
1: that's fine. Uh, we have one final game to talk about, and I mean, it's fitting that this was the last game of an unbelievable weekend. Because it deserved the full attention.
0: Samson's there. Hi Samson. Hi dog. He's laid down. Okay. <laughs> the best the best game of the lot, sorry. Let's hype this up. The yeah, best game. Yeah.
1: You fucking got distracted looking well, at my dog's ass. Yeah. yeah, it was fairly hyped. It was The Chiefs! 42-36 to, th- <laughs> 42 to 36 winners over the Bills in overtime. This game went mental at the end. It was already brilliant throughout, and then we got five minutes of unbelievable offensive football from two of the best quarterbacks in the game. Josh Allen and Patrick Mahomes didn't put a single foot wrong at any point during this game, and my God, did we all... Get the opportunity. Oh, we all capitalized on that. Brilliant viewing.
0: Do you think the NFL is setting up Josh Allen as sort of like a Dan Marino style run where he'll never win a Super Bowl but play incredibly throughout the playoffs for like oh. his whole career? I think no. that they're setting up
1: for the Brady versus Peyton Manning <laughs> scenario of the mid 2000s. Like, that was perfect for them. They got yeah. one of the best quarterbacks and the guy that almost gets there but gets beaten by the best quarterback. Like, that's, that's brilliant drama. Everyone immediately is on the side of Josh Allen, like, forever now.
0: Yeah, well, and Mahomes is the heel just purely because of his family.
1: Just purely because – well, yeah, purely because of his family, but also because <laughs> yeah. he just wins this yeah. ma- these these all talent. the time. <laughs> yeah, like, people like to hate the perpetual winner – the chiefs are now the perpetual winner because they've been in four straight championship games and three straight super bowls if they make it after this like championship game
0: been, they've not just been in four championship games they've hosted four championship yeah.
1: games yeah we've not had a, an afc championship game outside of arrowhead for 5 years what a fucking <laughs> what and and yet yeah, this is different like People will hate the Chiefs because they win all the time, but you cannot deny that the Chiefs are still must-see TV every single playoff game because they put on games like this and then we get to watch them versus Joe Burrow and the Bengals next week and that game was unbelievable in the regular season and the Chiefs just won't die, but what if they do? They had 13 seconds at the end of the fucking game and they still pulled it out.
0: Oh, my word. And Crazy. I mean, admonish Leslie Fraser at the end because th- the Bills couldn't have, like, I don't know, they couldn't have prevented anything. I hate prevent
1: last... defense. As a Falcons and Steelers fans and Bills fans are all in the exact same position here, which is prevent defense presents nothing except preventing you from winning. It's shit. And the Bills paid for prevent defense. But I don't even want to. I don't even throw that shit out the window throw the analysis out the window let's talk offense, cuz this is it
0: just yeah yeah okay just watch the game then in that case just watch what the game an electric mesmerizing spellbinding two minute dra- two minutes like two minute one and beyond mm-hmm. like in in the two minute warning what was it there was 24 points scored
1: yeah which is fucking ridiculous gabriel davis had 201 yards and four touchdowns. And I'm pretty sure that like a hundred yards and two touchdowns of that came in the two minute warning. Ludicrous. Mm -hmm. Like the Bills got the ball back scored quickly, gave Mahomes too much time, then Mahomes scored too quickly and gave the Bills too much time, so the Bills scored quickly, and then they somehow still gave Mahomes too much time, even though 13 seconds was there. The era of Defence Wins Championships is officially dead, because if you give a team 13 seconds to get at least 30 yards downfield to get into field goal range, that is usually the sign that they are dead, and yet in this era of unbelievable gunslingers that the NFL has produced, in the AFC especially, we have got Mahomes, Allen, Burrow, probably Herbert, Jackson could all do it. They could all win a game with 15 seconds on the line.
2: Yeah. this Immediately after this game, my heart was on the floor for the Bills. Mm-hmm. But on reflection... If they'd maybe have been a little bit braver, especially like I've, I think it was late second late first half or early second half. There were a few drives where they would they were just trying to run the ball and they like kicking the ball straight out of the back of the end zone on that like last kickoff.
1: And not not covering like Kelsey. I do I do have a quick point about that, like especially the kickoff point, because I've seen people like killing the Bills for for kicking the ball out of bounds, or well, kicking the ball for a touchback in that scenario. But if you remember, Tyreek Hill had absolutely murdered the Bills on punt returns all game. Meekle Hardman and Byron Pringle had also been murdering the Bills' special teams unit. If the if the Chiefs had gotten a big return out of any of their speedsters that all can return kicks and punts, like probably as good or better than anyone else in the league, what like we'd all be saying the opposite. We'd all be saying, Oh, they should have kicked it out of the back of the end zone and made Mahomes like drive with thirteen seconds. Because there's no selling that like I mean Matt Hawks saved a touchdown. With a with a shoestring tackle over like Tyreek Hill, that that scenario just happens with the Chiefs. They are unbelievably good, especially in the return game, because every single player of theirs is like fucking running a four point one forty. Like, yeah. how are you meant to defend that on special teams? And I'm gonna, I will give the Bills like the benefit of the doubt because it doesn't matter who they have back there. There could have been a seventy yard return and then that's immediately a field goal. Or you give Mahomes a chance to throw the ball into the end zone. Like, just kick it out of the back. I'm not gonna kill them for that.
0: That's that's smart no. football. No, I would kill them for the prevent, sure. Yeah. But Yeah, that that notion is strange to me.
2: I I don't know. I just I'd I'd be much more comfortable just Giving him as little time as you possibly can, even if it means, like, risking a chunk play from like Hill or Hardman. No,
0: or... I mean whatever. Whatever. If it's any other team, we're like, oh, thirty, thirteen seconds. They're buried. Like, may- maybe Rogers, maybe. But like anyone else, you'd be like, oh, I mean, may- Josh Allen's the next guy probably because just because of his pure arm. Yeah, but like the the ridiculousness of this game, and then for it to end so cruelly for the Bills, not being allowed back on the field, or the offense anyway, not being allowed back on the field.
1: Yeah, what is everyone's thoughts about the overtime rules? Because like it's gonna come under the uh, it's gonna come under the sort of like microscope again. Um, I. I lean on the side that maybe, especially in the playoffs, because, like, every team that makes it to the playoffs should have an offense that can win the game on a drive. Like, that's yeah. that's the scenario. Have we but, told the Eagles that? Well, I mean, you've, you've we've told the Eagles, but, like, whatever. But <laughs> when you're in the playoffs, you should potentially have that scenario. I think that you should at least get the other team a drive or, like... Just play a full quarter or or, or something. Like, don't have yeah, it be yeah. sudden death or whatever. Because I could have yeah. happily sat and watched that game go on for another 15 minutes. It felt like cruel that it went on for like three and the Bills My didn't I- see the fall, uh,
0: ball. My idea is to have um, uh, both offense and defense for both teams on the field at the same time. So the offense. I want an actual 25. suggestion. <laughs> Both twenty fives, and then as they move up the field, the play gets more and more chaotic because two balls in play, and you're getting closer to the middle. That's what I want to see. I mean, I want to see that anyway. Can you imagine how so, weird that would be?
2: But so you want to see the the highest number of collisions possible. <laughs> Ed getting up on is a rarely seen pro CT.
1: So, (laughs) yeah, that's me. Oh God, that's like something Vince McMahon would have suggested in the early XFL.
0: Precisely.
1: (laughs) Yeah, but the early XFL wasn't good, and everyone got hit.
0: Every every pitch needs to be on a pivot. So, if we want to make it harder for people, they can play uphill. (laughs) <laughs> that would that's the that's the McMahon XFL. <laughs> Let's fill the end zones with slime. Oh, wait. No, that's
1: the Nickelodeon. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but yeah, there's plenty of scenarios that they could do it, and ironically, um, people won't remember this, uh, or maybe they will. I, I don't care. But uh, back when the Chiefs lost to the Patriots at Arrowhead in overtime in this exact scenario of not getting the ball back. Uh, in overtime despite the Chiefs probably being the best offense in the league that year it they petitioned to the league and nobody else took on that to change the overtime rules to something where both teams would get the ball the chiefs pushed for this 4 years ago yeah. and now it feels and i i bet you I know, I'd, I know I'd have heard you, Paddy, and I know you'd have been up there. But, <laughs> <laughs> but Buffalo will have rejected that appeal. Because everyone yeah. did. And now the Bills are in the position where it's cost them against the Chiefs. It swings and roundabouts. I think that yeah. they should look at it, but at the same time, like I can fully see why the NFL wouldn't have changed it as well. Yeah. They did enough by if... changing it from field goals. Yeah, if...
2: if... Buffalo had won that coin toss and like marched down the field and scored straight away. I would not have cared one iota about overtime rules.
1: Yeah, this is what I mean. Like, it's only because the the big bad successful team did it, and now everyone's like, oh,
0: but that's very harsh. And it is harsh. I don't, no, it is the, the the rule is actively unfair. I, I is, do have my problems with
1: it. The rule is actively unfair. <laughs> People will also point out that if you want to avoid losing in overtime on a single drive, play some defence.
0: Yeah, that's fair. But you've just played the Mahomes offence for 60 minutes. Yeah, <laughs> yeah and, the, and, and, and when 13 like... seconds
1: you've decided to play prevent defence. If you want to prevent getting to overtime where a, yeah, a coin yeah. flip could lose it, don't do the stupid prevent defence for 13 seconds and then let Harrison Butker Of all people, like that should have been the biggest red flag. It's not that Mahomes is capable of getting 13 yards downfield. uh, Sorry, downfield like 50 yards in 13 seconds. It's that Harrison Booker is on the other sideline, one of the most accurate kickers in NFL history, with a huge leg as well. Like you, you have to prevent that ball getting to midfield. Uh, If it if it ends up going for a touchdown. Then so be it. But you have to prevent that ball getting to midfield. Play Ooh. some defense. Play some defense.
2: Tom, but... Tom, in the like dressing rooms at half time, walks in, doesn't say a word, scribbles it on a whiteboard, circles it, and then leaves.
1: That actually, I reckon that'd send a good. I, I reckon that'd send a pretty, pretty
0: good message. It seems very Mourinho-esque. It, it does seem very Mourinho-esque. There'd be a, <laughs> there'd be a few more slurs. Totally Mourinho-esque. But aside I, from that, it seems we, Pep-esque we as well. I
1: think that he's done something pretty similar. I think he just wrote "Play better" on a whiteboard once.
0: <laughs> um, there was. I heard one about Jose Mourinho when he came in and stared at each player in turn for a full minute and then moved on and didn't say anything for the duration of the halftime.
2: Could we? Could we kind of self-fund like a you know a A motion picture, at least from my part, inspired by goal. Where Tom, a plucky young, white, upstart, marketable to the Midwest, is (laughs) turned into a defensive coordinator, job.
0: (laughs) Is Tom sneakily athletic in this scenario?
2: you know what? Tom, if Tom had shorter hair and a more impressive beard, he'd bear a strikling resemblance to Cooper Cup
1: what because I'm white I might be it (laughs) (laughs) but yeah go watch this game Um, get a month of game pass or something and get to watch the full game replay because watching the 17 minute highlights on YouTube doesn't do it justice find an illegal stream and download it off of Pirate Bay for all I care just just watch the full game and enjoy it yeah scree rod
0: <laughs> <laughs> we should we should end it there <laughs> <No>. <laughs>